Hello and welcome to the MHG podcast. Life is rubbish. It really, really is. Especially this time of year. It's cold, it's miserable and you've got no money because it's just been the holiday season. So we're here for free. Absolutely 100% free. No charges to bring you some joy and some light in your life. I'm Bradley. Once again, joined by Stu. How you doing, Stu? Oh, you know, living the high life. Absolutely. I'm in no way hiding within my VR headset so that I can pretend the world doesn't exist. It's like Ready Player One in here. Oh, amazing. In my mind, it's like Lawnmower Man. <laughs> well, you do like older, more simplistic graphics, so fair enough. Um, but what one thing I will say is, right, listen, can you hear that? What's that? You, you can't hear it, no. can you? It's the sound of no kids because they're back at school as of today. And I'm going to say this now, Stu, right? The six weeks holidays might be longer. The Christmas break is the worst. Because despite getting all new things and whatever, they're stuck indoors because it's miserable and wet and cold and events get cancelled and there's nothing on TV apart from Christmas crap and they don't like it. They don't like it. And they get worse. They turn into horrible little festering demons and you you see this is why i never had kids i have that silence all the time it's fantastic oh no i've heard you say mel goes proper on one around this time yeah 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 she does get a bit ravey but (laughs) you know i just tune it out you you know we got edith her own xbox that's not good enough to keep her you know quiet um because you always forget with kids, the one thing they don't quite know how to do is actually play games properly at that yeah. age. So you need to help them. Yeah. Thankfully, I've got a stroppy teenager who sometimes helps. <laughs> it's, um, Lucky, yeah. yeah. I hate the Christmas period holidays. They are the worst. Cut it down to a week. Get the kids back out there and add another week onto the six weeks where they can do stuff. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. When I was a kid, back in my day, we just, in the Christmas period, we were like, we were around on Christmas Day and probably Boxing Day, at least most of it. And then we were just out playing with our mates for the rest of the time. And it's just like our parents just like, yeah, off you go. Bye. Yeah, but back then, global warming hadn't absolutely destroyed the world quite yet. Oh, we didn't know it. And we had probably more money. I don't know. Just all their get all their gifts are indoor gifts. Yeah, well, no, it's also like that thing of you know it's not really safe for kids to be out because we don't create enough safe spaces for them. So. No, no, and there's a pedo on every corner there. <laughs> Apparently so. Yeah, no, it's not the pedos you have to worry and about. It's the uh, it's the it's the trans people you got to well, worry about. Well, yeah, obviously. They could be trying to get into their bathrooms. Yeah, the root cause of everything is the trans people. We are joking, but obviously I have to say we are joking. Right yeah, I know. No, 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 I was about to say, I heard a noise outside my bathroom last night when I went to the toilet, and I swear it was Stephanie Sterling. Yeah. I was like, get out! Trying to get into my bathroom, you bloody trains. No, and what will they do when they're in there, eh? I know. <laughs> Use your facilities. I know, like, completely... <sighs> Maybe complain about video games. Yeah, and sp- I could have. I was going to say, in that. speaking of video games, 
And speaking of tradespeople in bathrooms, do you know what they like to talk about in bathrooms, Stu? What do they like to talk about in bathrooms, bro? Video games. Hey, video games. <laughs> Dear Christ. <laughs> I'm going to try for some really surreal ones this year. That's my, that's my promise. They were going to have some surreal segues. Um, that's your resolution. they've always been grounded. They've yeah. always been grounded. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, right. This year, well, this year, no, this week, bit different uh, because I've not played anything. Um, I've not played much. Well, I've been playing one game, but I'm going to save that because I'm going to. There's a youth feature I want to do on the website and, and stuff. But it's, it's against the storm. It's brilliant. You'll hear more about it. Trust me. But we're just going to do a bit of a recap of some of the highlights of the year. So not our favourite games. We're not going to have long discussions on why they're our favourite games. We might stop on a on a couple. Uh, but I'm going to run through a list. And we're just going to go, look, if you haven't played any of these, they really are worth you playing. Um, and because I can get boring and don't know when to stop, Stu can interject whenever he wants and throw in a couple of his own that I may have missed. Uh, maybe even some retro games. Who knows? Who knows? Probably some retro games. So, listen, if you didn't know, 2022 started in January of last year. Um, this is news to me. I know. I mean, I thought it started about three years ago. I just, who knows what happened. Yeah. Um, and listen, I didn't even realise what came out in January of of 2022 because I'm still too busy playing Shovel Knight at that point um, but we had some you know Monster Hunter Rise came out on the PC uh, God of War came out on the PC uh, you had excellent indies such as Nobody Saves the World and Paparazzi which is an absolute brilliant game you really should try it not for broadcast got its full release which is a for me, it's like it was a really good FMV game. It was a really good month for FMV. Uh, really good, was it month? A couple of months, actually, for FMV games. But not for broadcast. You kind of played this um, this TV broadcast editor who dealt with like news and politics shows. And you had to keep the channel running. And it would get deep into some politics and dark places. It was really, really good. Um, but you had that, those sort of indies coming out. You had Life is Strange remake. Uh, the You Oli Oli Well, which I don't. Did you ever play the uh, first two Oli Ollies? Oi, oi, I oi. played the first one. Yeah, I thought it was all right. Yeah, like I, I, I loved the first two. Uh, disappointed, they honestly didn't call the third one Oli 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 Oi 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 because that would have been brilliant. Yeah, you can't. You've missed your opportunity now. Um, but it's really good. But I don't, I don't think it got as much attention as the others. And to be honest with you, I bounced off it a fair amount of times. I keep trying to go back to it because I love the original Oli Oli and even Oli Oli 2. Uh, but this one, eh, a bit strange. Just didn't hit me in the right way that I was expecting it to because it looks lovely and it looks like it's that sort of thing I would love, but didn't hit me. Um, what was you... Know. What did you... I mean, can you remember, like... I mean, we've got to go back here. What was, like... Was there anything, like, early in the year that really hit you? Uh... A massive wave of depression. Um, <laughs> apart from that, well, uh, you know, luckily because I'm a massive nerd, I keep a list of what I've been playing, so it's that easy to check. Um, and I had, I, I kind of got hold of a new old Mega Drive and was playing a bunch of Mega Drive games. But I was also uh, not in January, but in February, Horizon for oh no, it was March, Horizon Forbidden West. 
Oh, wow. But um, I guess... In the future. I know, future games. I, I played the Neon White demo uh, yes. in, in uh, beginning of February. Well, mid-February. Um, and that was great. And I instantly decided to get it because I'm a huge Mirror's Edge fan. And, you know, Ghost Runner more recently as well. So, yeah, that, I, that kind of teaser in the works was the, the first thing I started to like really look forward to for the year because there's, you know, in January, they don't even really announce games no. for the year very much. And you, Apart from Alan Wake 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's announced <laughs> you know, just, every... Just casually drop that, you know, yeah. this year. It's fine. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so you get piecemeal news, but you don't get like a wholesale dump of what's coming out um, and all the the dates change still wait and see whether starfield will actually get released this year but um yeah so you know it was a, a sort of slowish start and i didn't really pick up a triple a until until march but yeah no plenty of stuff going on for me have i picked up a triple a this year i can't remember i'm sure i'll when i go through my so just so everyone listening knows right fair play for to stew for remember this because i dumped this episode on him how long we be guided this actual recording now? Five, six yeah, minutes? Five minutes. I dropped it on him about seven minutes ago. Um, yeah. And he went, oh, okay then. Um, so, <laughs> brilliant. He's, he's, this, is how, this is what he's got to deal with on a weekly basis, by the way. Where my ADHD brain goes, yeah, let's just do this one now. Five minutes before we start. Anyway, we move on. So, after the early month... Um, Elden Ring came out. Still not really played that properly. I got that with the attention of going, right, this is going to be my big game for the year. Still would have barely touched it. Um, nope. <laughs> no. Um, and I will do one day, but I probably could have picked that up for pennies. Um, so, lesson learned. Think twice. It's just another day in paradise. <laughs> is it, though? But, um, no, I, I never bothered with Elden Ring because... I've tried really hard with the Soulsborns, you know, I've put lots of hours into them. I even bought Demon Souls for the PS5 this year, second hand, so I could have a go with some instructions, see how I got on with it. And it's like, yeah, it's fine. But as I've said before, there's a there's a trigger in your brain that makes it really satisfying. And I just don't have that trigger. It never becomes satisfying. I never my brain never gets past I'm just doing the same thing in the same place over and over again. Um and I know that's not the totality of the experience. It's just more to do with, you know, how I'm getting on with it. But it just doesn't click enough for me to... And that's like, I can say that because I've put at least 10 hours into Demon's Souls over hmm. two different machines. Uh, 12 into Sekiro. Um, not long into any of the others, but, you know, yeah, 22 hours worth probably of, of time in these things to decide properly that, oh, I played Bloodborne as well for a few hours. Really didn't like it. So, yeah, it's just not for me. So, Elden Ring, game of the year, totally passed me by. So, Elden Ring, right, you put 22 hours into various other Soulsborne games. I put 21 minutes into Elden Ring before I went, ah, oh, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> will oh, you ever... I'll do it later. <laughs> will you ever be, though? That's the question. I think I will be, because when I got into Bloodborne, I really got into Bloodborne. Um, so, I probably will be. Uh, but it doesn't help. I've, it's the sort of game, I looked at it, my eyes weren't great at the time either. Um, so I've got to find a moment where I can play it. The problem is it's such a big game in terms of file size. I don't want it just hanging around on my Steam Deck. 
So yeah. when I do get to a point where I go, oh, I could play that now, I'm like, oh, got to install it. <laughs> True. Uh, but yeah. But what I did play that month, and the first game that made me go, ah, oh, do you know what, let's park Elden Ring, was one called Instruments of Destruction, which is a kind of like a sandboxy playground thing where you build vehicles of some description and you have to use them to destroy buildings, essentially. It's not great on the deck. Um, or it wasn't uh, because of the controls. But played it on the uh, on the big screen and it was really good. Um, and it's one that I think it's still in early access or, yeah, might be. But it keeps getting updates. It's one I do want to go back to. But it's a really cool game. But the big early standout for me was a mo- an originally a mobile game called A Grand Mountain Adventure, which was, which is like a isometric style snowboarding game um, where you got like this open world mountain. You go down, you've got various different tasks you can do at your leisure or just, you know, piss around on the slopes. You unlock new bits, unlock new mountains. And just, it's just a really nice, cosy game. Came out the same week. Um, or within six days of another snowboarding game that was really good called Shredders, uh, which has, I think, what we spoke about this on the podcast. It's got the worst box art I've ever seen, um, <laughs> which will probably put a lot of people off, but it's a really, really, really good snowboarding game. Um, but yeah, two in a week um, in March. So really good. But they also came out the same day as Tunic, um, which is... Oh, you know, I don't know if it had its Xbox release earlier. I can't remember these things. But that came out on PC. That's really good. It did. Um, sorry. I, I tried it on uh, the Game Pass. Uh, Game Pass. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Excellent. See, Stu's notes are better than mine. Um, oh, that was actually from memory. Oh, cool. Um, and also, not the final of my uh, of my uh, FMV games because we've had one already, and obviously the other one was mentioned last week. So it might be my final, but not the final one. I play. Anyway, who pressed mute on Uncle Marcus, which took the idea of the, almost like the COVID thing. Um, and everyone was doing like uh, online quizzes. So it was online family quiz night, and you've, you're there, you've got to find out who died. In fact, in fact, it wouldn't surprise me if this is where Rian Johnson got his idea for uh, Glass Onion. Uh, because I saw a lot of similarities in that, where you know the person, the person's dead. Well, the actual person you're doing it for, who's is dead, um, and you're there to investigate on their behalf. And there's poisonings and stuff like that. It's a really good FMV game um, that nice. led heavily into real world situations to create a quite a unique, mechanical, interesting game. Indeed, yeah, yeah. I remember that episode because we called it Who Pressed Mute on Uncle Brad. Yeah, uh, and we wish that mute button um, worked. Yeah, that was my next line, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it's <laughs> interesting. But, yeah, March for me, as I say, was was Horizon Forbidden West, which, which is in my top three of the year because absolutely fantastic game, lots of problems, but also lots of genius. And it's just one of those salads where everything is chucked in and you, you pick out the bits that you like, but the bits that you leave behind are rubbish for you. And you don't like, you know, you might not like tomatoes. You might be one of those people. You know, one of those who goes to the kebab house and says, yeah, all the salad, but no tomatoes. You know, those weirdos. So you might yeah. want to, like, leave bits out. But the, the bits that you do eat, in this case, in this crappy analogy, play, 
you really love. And yeah, it was just not just that, but like a game from much later in the year is technically fantastic. And with all the problems that they've had this year with PC releases, with terrible stutter, with the way that they're not utilising the hardware properly, all of that caper, plus also some console releases being a bit naff and still struggling and having to be put on 30 frames per second. To have something that works so beautifully and runs so beautifully, it's just a joy to have because you just it's so polished that you enjoy it so much more. And it it's kind of a standard bearer like that. And there are not enough of them around these days, so it's nice to see. Oh yeah, 100%. I completely agree with you there. It's a, I enjoy the games, but it's... I, I struggle with those sort of big games, uh, but I, it's one I still really, 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 really want to play at some point, and I, yeah. I shall at some point. Just I've got to find it again. Find the right window and wait for it to hit the right platform for me. Sounds good. Now, the end of March, we actually had, I, I think, the best week for indie releases in terms of a collective from March the 24th to March the 31st. So it started with um, the excellent point-and-click adventure Norco, which I spoke about on the podcast. Absolutely sublime uh, point-and-click uh, uh, adventure. I preferred it to Disco Elysium. Just going to say that out loud now. Um, I thought it was absolutely amazing. And if I was thinking back, I probably could have snuck that onto my game of the year list it was that good um you also got the absolute fantastic puzzle game patrick's power box where you basically got to move around the level slide things into other things um and progress and you could go from one that you like one of the boxes you're sliding could actually be an entire level in and of itself uh, i had loads of little cool mechanics and it was absolutely brilliant brain teasing Logic puzzle game, absolutely wonderful. Fix Fox, which was just a, a superb uh, adventure game uh, with some cool mechanics set in space. And what was probably my puzzle game of the year, in the end, I, I would say, was Princess Farmer, which was a unique take on the match three. Um, we interviewed, you know, the uh, the developer. Well, I interviewed the developers for this, and they were lovely people. And it was a game I still pop in and out of to this day, even after finishing it. Um, I finished it on Switch. I got it again on PC, and I've finished it on PC, and I'm playing more of it still because I think it's just a fantastic, lovely little puzzle game. Uh, but yeah, what that was a really good week, I think, for indie releases. So that was what? The end of March, sort of beginning of April? All the end of March. Yeah. Princess Farber came out the 31st of March and Norco came out on the 24th. Yeah, I don't... I, the only thing that I... I didn't really play a lot of new stuff because of Horizon, but I did play, or I think around that time, the, the demo of The Cursed Knight, which is a new game coming out for Mega Drive. So mm-hmm. not exactly a new system, but a, a, a good demo, a Mega Man-styled game with some really nice visual touches, great big, well-animated sprites in the background, and really quite impressive. Um, whether I'll pick the full thing up when it comes out, not sure, but yeah, good demo. Might do, might just you know pay for the ROM, 
because these things they often when they're new releases for old consoles they often do like the ROM which is right like cheap like around tenner but they do a physical version they've had to make themselves which obviously is like 60 70 80 quid kind of thing um so that's a, a big investment if you want to go for it but yeah it was all right and uh apart from that i pray, played the demo of that abris or abris the yeah the destruction uh, what's it called physics based destruction really good game thing. again it's one i forgot about in my end of the year because i thought it came out last year right yeah yeah so well, two years ago technically but let's... yeah yeah, yeah, you really liked that one, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. yeah that, that was... Unlike uh, uh, Instruments of Destruction, which has a similar premise, this has felt more of a puzzle game than an open-world sandbox. And, oh, yeah, I, I, I absolutely adored that. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, April then, on the whole. Right, I'm not actually going to stop with any... Like, stop and talk about any of these apart from the one of them at the end. But April saw Stacklands, which is like, right, Stacklands. I'm not, I'm not going to talk about these, but he nearly <laughs> went straight into it. Um, Biota, Astral Ascent, Rush Rally, Abris, uh, End Cycle Versus, Teardown, Revita, Peglin, Turbo Sliders, Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe, Dorf Romantic, Save Room, Bug Snacks, Kaiju Wars, and The Gunk. What a month for indies that was! Um, wow, I, it was just I, you know, I, I, it was the one where it just almost hit me, and I just went, I can't play all these games. I did across the year. I did play all those games across the year. Nice. Um, and, but the one that stood out out of all of those, and it's one that I recommend to anyone to play because you can get it on Switch. And I think that is Dorf Romantic which is uh, technically a city builder, but it's a puzzle game. You get given these these hexagonal... Hex? I'm going to say it was six-sided. Might not have been. Let's say hexagonal tiles. You put them down. You have to match them up to other tiles and build uh, a sprawling environment. So you might have rivers that have to attach to rivers, roads, uh, sorry, uh, train tracks to train tracks, and, you know, houses. If you get into houses, you get bonuses, etc., etc. So it's a bit like... Um, take some of the mechanics of Carcassonne, um, the board game, and sort of brings that into a sort of like a digital environment and spins it off to something a bit more relaxing. Honestly, it's absolutely beautiful to look at. You've got, uh, like, there's a challenge mode where you've got to, you know, keep, uh, like, if you meet boat targets, you get your, you get your uh, more tiles to play with. Or when you finish, you can go, oh, do you know what? Just let me carry on playing. If you like, even when you fail, you just go, oh, let me carry on playing. I like it how this uh, this whole world looks, and then you can build your own world. And yeah, it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. It's such a standout title for that month in what was a bumper month. Yeah, crazy amount of stuff coming in at that time. Uh, not a lot again on the kind of modern front that wasn't indie, but yeah, I always uh, I put well, what, about eighty hours into Horizon, so that definitely took up all that month and part of the next one and I think the only other stuff I was playing around that time was I got the Ninja Savers Saviors Return of the Warriors which is that mm. uh, yeah that reimagining of Ninja Ninja Warriors that came out years ago on the SNES and has been tarted up and put on the Switch uh, which is a really good arcade game recommend people getting it if they, if they get the opportunity it's only dirt cheap and I was playing some Neo Geo stuff and completed Nightmare in the Dark which is that one that's a bit kind of uh, Bubble Bobble-esque 
Is yes. that st- static screen one? Yeah, that, that is really great. You know, really, really enjoyed that one. Um, I don't think it ever got a home release. It was just yeah, it was obviously the ROM because I'm playing it on a, I'm playing it on original hardware, but via a multi-cart style thing. And uh, yeah, really good. Bizarre that it didn't arrive in the home. Got some incredibly design, well-designed bosses. Have a look at YouTube of some of the boss fights. They're really great. So that was a good, yeah, that was a good month. I enjoyed playing most of that stuff. And obviously, if you wish to try that one out yourself, you go out, buy yourself an arcade cabinet because, you know, we, we don't condone, you know, any of that other mucky stuff. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, if you can't buy it anymore, it's free game. If it's a AAA release, it's free game because there's usually some scum <laughs> behind it. There you go. That's the first one of the year. It's hey. okay to pirate if yeah. you can't buy something anymore and if the company is scum. Now, May was interesting um, because there was some big releases in May on the indie scene. Um, there's a theme to the stuff I play, by the way. It's mainly indie. Um, but stuff I didn't really get on with. Um, the others did, so it would be remiss of me not to mention them. But the highlights of May were probably Citizen Sleeper, which I know quite a few people have had in their game of the year lists, and V Rising. Uh, both of those came out in 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 May, and I just uh, I see why they're like I just couldn't get on with them, um, so I can't really comment too much on them, but. It was saved a bit for me at the end of May with Golfie, which was the deck building Roomba. Uh, well, the deck building, sorry, not Roomba. Uh, golf robot golf ball roguelike, um, which was fun to play. Um, I had my fill of it over a couple of months, and then I moved on. But that was probably the standout title for me, you know, at the turning point of the of the year. Um, before we, you know, so I say I can't count. This is only five months, but yeah, that was it for me. For me, really, you know, just the two big releases just didn't do it for me. I, uh, yeah, I, I love the writing in Citizen Sleeper. Um, I don't think the gameplay hung together particularly well mm. as a game. Uh, I think they had some great ideas. I just think the execution wasn't perfect. It's something I reckon they'll come back and do. You know, in the next title. They'll have absolutely nailed it, and it's going to be amazing. But yeah, really loved the look of it, the style of it, all of the aesthetic and the the writing. As I say, was was brill, and I really really appreciated that, even though the game wasn't brill. Um, but that month, a certain uh, new piece of hardware dropped that we both picked up, uh, which sort of changed the game, and that was the the Steam Deck. Was that May? I got that. It was May. It oh. was May. Who got theirs first? It was me, weren't it? Was it was you, <laughs> yeah. By a couple of weeks, I think. <laughs> much, much to your chagrin. Those were the longest two weeks, weren't they, Stu? <laughs> I was almost coming down to your house to steal it, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. I feels like I've had it forever. Yeah, yeah. It just feels like it should... It's like, well, it makes so much sense. Um, oh, Christ, I almost... No, right. Uh, yeah, the Steam Deck came out. Um, wow. Wow. Yep. So it changed gaming. It changed my gaming life. Oh, I'm mine. And it's not sort of like the tide 
swelled and then it hasn't receded it's like the amount of time i play is now much higher than it was the year before or even the day before yeah and um yeah so it was all about (laughs) it was like this powerful console in your hands and everyone was playing vampire survivors yeah yeah oh yeah as well they should Absolutely. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just, I, d- I don't know. I, I, I was, when it first got announced, I was like, yeah, whatever. I just can't see how that's going to work. I've seen handheld PCs before. They're rubbish. Um, yeah. I, I, I was honestly down on it when it first got announced. And then it was like a fiver to pre-order. So I was like, do you know what? If I get in that back, I've got a fiver in Steam credit if I don't have it or whatever. So you stick a fiver down on on it. And then I was like, ah, oh, do you know what? I probably won't get one until at least my next birthday. And then I was one of the early, early adopters, apparently. And I just, oh, I'm not going to lie, right? I felt special for a short while. <laughs> I felt so special for a short while. It's like I was one of the haves in gaming for once it's like where people are having to ask me oh my god what's it like do you know like sometimes like in the like when you show good like someone got their import dreamcast and it was out because it was out in like japan six months before it came out in the uk or or they had a playstation or that one game that has still hadn't come across yet you're like oh my god what's it like oh can i ever go can i ever go i was that person for once yeah and i it's you know not, I'm not gutted. I'm glad so many people, other people have got it. But I kind of sit there and just go, oh, everyone's got it now. I liked Steam Deck before it was cool. <laughs> yeah, that's the nice, proper, mature reaction to have in these situations. Yeah, um, I don't want my Steam Deck anymore. I don't trust me. <laughs> I know oh. you do. <laughs> I love it more than my kids. I still want it around when they go to school. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, just in case social services are listening, I do love my kids more than my Steam Deck. Lies, lies. But <laughs> the thing is, yeah, what what is great about it is that yeah, I, I obviously had that special feeling as well of new hardware, and that very few other people had, and it was really nice. But I was actually really chuffed when and totally surprised when it stopped being this. Oh, you can only get it if you pre-order, and the backlog is is massive after that pre-order period and blah, blah, blah. And I was really glad when you can just go on and buy it because Mm. it seems to have, even if it was unintentional, that kind of steady rise has really done it good you know it's it's getting almost like a viral marketing campaign from that having happened and i think it's spread much wider and apparently it's already sold like a million units and that's like for for something that's had no advertising outside of its own platform outside of geeks and nerds yeah 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 it's still you know i still get looks if i if i ever take it out in public people still look at me it's the size of that switch. Yep. I was like, it's not a switch. No, no. Uh, this could do damage. Um, but <laughs> it's, you said, it's like, I, if you just told me at the start of the year, a new device would come along that would make me put some, like, not even bother with a switch again, then I wouldn't have believed you. Uh, purely because the switch was, uh, I'm a handheld gamer. Um, I, I, I realise that now more than anything. I'm a handheld gamer over anything. Um, and the Switch done the job of playing like some good quality games. You know, it was an indie, it was the it was the go to for if you wanted a good collection of indies handheld. 
the uh, Steam Deck came along and just it felt good in the hands. You know, the weight. Everyone was concerned about the size and the weight of the thing, weren't they, before they got their hands on it. And then when you got your hands on it, you went, no, this is, this feels good. And now I can't hold a switch. I get my hands hurt holding the switch. Um, and it's, it's a me problem. Don't get me wrong. Um, and it's still a fantastic bit of hardware. But yeah, the Steam Deck is brilliant. If there's something that's not compatible, you can bet your bottom dollar you can almost get it compatible. Um, and it's just growing. Like the library grows every day because more and more becomes compatible. It gets that green verified status. Hey, I've even managed to like um, on the original Gran Turismo. Like I, I couldn't. I went for a stage where I couldn't play that because it was very difficult. Because pressing A to accelerate and B, and like uh, sorry X to accelerate and square to brake didn't feel natural. But now on the Steam Deck, with ease, I could just go just stick those on the uh, triggers for me, and. You can play it like a modern racing game. And it, again, it makes those games that haven't aged controller-wise play brilliantly. And it's just, oh, it's just an amazing bit of hardware. Yeah, it really is. And then, you know, obviously, practically all my gaming shifted to it, at least for a while. And yeah, it's never really, you know, it's going to be the primary device or its successor for me, probably, mm. you know, pretty much forever. And um, it's kind of thrown into doubt whether I carry on buying expensive PC hardware in the future, you know, that sort of thing. So, but yeah, so, you know, other than that, and like, if we're all right to move into June, I, I got that Mario Strikers, which, yeah, yeah, that was a bit, yeah. that was a bit rough to be quite honest with you. Gameplay was all right, but the content was really thin and uh, it's, you know, it's all right in multiplayer, but it's a, it's that kind of level of childlike madness that Nintendo like to chuck at you, like with, with Smash Brothers, which I know can be technical, but people play it as a party game. And it's yeah. a party game, really, where you, you, you should be able to hand the control to a three-year-old or a 90-year-old and they'll enjoy it. So it wasn't that much for me. It wasn't a great, uh, wasn't a great release. But I got that, um, what's it called, uh, that Wonder Labyrinth game as well, which was playing on deck. And that was great. So it has a Metroidvania-style thing. Yeah, perfect for the deck, you know, nice to... The first sort of new one that I'd played properly and through since uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, whatever it's called. Um, and yeah, it's a really excellent game. Highly recommend people pick it up. It's got a boss rush at the end, which is a pet hate of mine. But apart from that, good all the way through, about five hours, six hour game, tops. Yeah, so June was, was pretty good. Oh, yeah, it's uh, Neon White came out in June. One of your games of the year came yes. out in June. It's yep. uh, all Shredder's Revenge. You had Red Out 2 came out, which was a, it's a Wipeout clone. Really good. Um, you had Railroot. Uh, so, okay, right, technically you didn't have Railroot. You had Railroot, the story of Josich, which was uh, a kind of pre a prelude to the main game that gave you a bit of a story tutorial as a standalone thing. A really good idea, by the way, from the developers of Railroot to release a standalone story tutorial for free. Yeah. Um, really good. And it's a really good way of introducing you to all the mechanics of the game and, and stuff like that. And it gives me an excuse to mention Railroot, which is one of my, I'm going to say, my favourite all-time games. It, it's really shut up there. I absolutely adore that game. Um, but... Because we're talking that Steam Deck came out and 
the Switch and stuff like that. One of the games I was really going to miss on the Switch was Grindstone, uh, which I had on the Switch. Uh, but that got a PC release at the end of June. So I went six weeks at most um, before being able to start that all again. And it's just, and the, it actually made it stand out the slightly bigger screen and everything just made it better for some reason. So that was yeah. really, 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 really good. I love Grindstone. Um, and I should have remembered that in my end of year list. This is why we're doing a recap. Um, so many games. July. Yeah. July was interesting. It was, uh, yeah. So Klonoa came out, even though I didn't really play that until November. Uh, Urbex City Builder, which is uh, just a really cool city builder that uses the resources you gather, natural resources, no economy stuff in there as such. And it kind of, it's almost like a puzzle city builder. It's very hard to explain. It's really unique and it's really good. Um, is what yeah. I'll say. Escape Academy came out, which got, which done really well and sort of became quite popular on the old internet. Uh, Power Wash Simulator got a 1.0 release and that is some of the most cathartic gaming you will play. Endlin came out, um, Extinction is Forever, which is both one of the most beautiful and most miserable games you will play. Um, it had me in tears at points. Uh, um, I really wanted to care about these digital foxies that didn't have a backstory. Um, I didn't want them to die, um, but things can happen. <laughs> um, Stray came out, uh, which my kids loved. Um, it was a pretty good game, not deserving of all the hype that it got, unfortunately, uh, but was still pretty good. Multiverses came out, don't care. Um, <laughs> uh, we also got one of, again, another point of click I think was absolutely brilliant. It Lord Winklebottom Investigates. I remember talking about this one on the podcast, and it was an absolute joy. Characters are brilliant, the writing's brilliant, the gameplay's brilliant, it was just brilliant. And to finish off July, we got Sweet Transit, Economy, Train Building, City Builder thing, pretty decent. Digimon Survive, I've just started playing that, and dear God, I regret it. Um, it just doesn't feel good, uh, which is a shame. And Revolt, which was basically got a straight-up re-release, and do you know what? It's the laziest of efforts, but I enjoy it. Revolt's a really good game. Excellent. Yeah, no, Stray was a funny one. Um, I played it on the deck. It was one of the first hugely hyped kind of games that I played on there, because obviously Vampire Survivors was massive, but it wasn't hyped. It grew. Uh, and, yeah, it was kind of almost the inverse of Vampire Survivors in that it didn't... It kind of had all this pre-release hype and then didn't really live up to it. But I, I really appreciated what the developers were doing. It was lovely and it had heart and it yes. looked fantastic. Oh, it's it, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Though, yeah. To look at. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I would have been happy with that just being a, you're a cat wandering around simulator. I think a lot In of people fairness. thought, yeah, I think a lot of people, including myself, thought that, that would, it would be more like that and that it would be like three hours and it would be a, you know, a, a a walking simulator style thing but as a cat um where it was more as a sort of a, a puzzly puzzly action um and i think they like you said i think they could have just stuck to the 
the walking simulator style things and in you know whatever they call it interactive sim and that would be probably have been a better idea but i again no complaint no criticism it's still a good experience and yes not quite a top 10 but definitely one that i'm glad that i played Oh, 100%. Glad I played it. I mean, what, say the letdown is a bit harsh. It's just, I think it just got oversold to what it could be, and it wasn't quite that, I which is unfortunate. Yeah. Now, we hit August, Stu. Okay. And August is almost reminiscent of April because we had Two Point Campus came out, the follow-up to Two Point Hospital. Um, brilliant game. Uh, if you love theme hospital, theme park, all of those sort of games, and you love Two Point Hospital, it's basically that, but in a university, and it's brilliant. The amazing, outstanding, wonderfully short experience with lovely visuals, lovely characters, Lost in Play. That was just absolutely brilliant as well. Um, Arcade Paradise came out. That was good. Cult of Lamb came out. Kind of took the indie world by storm. Pissed off Christians. Um, so that's always good. Uh, because it had sort of like some of the right-wing churchgoer type people complaining about how it's, you know, promoting Satanism and worship. Uh, when it's, doesn't, it's not quite doing that. If you actually played the game, you'll see differently. <laughs> Spider-Man Remastered hit PC and therefore... Um, so, Spider-Man Remastered is a big deal in a way because that was Sony's like what another of their big releases it hit PC and was Steam Deck verified um and I think that was the moment a lot of people went oh okay this bad boy could uh it could handle some stuff um because you was playing a game you know would never be able to be played on any other handheld, and suddenly you could play it handheld. Yeah. Um, and not via streaming. Don't get me wrong, you could Moonlight or whatever other stuff, whatever, but no, you could play this natively on a handheld. Uh, it, I think it's the game that probably made people sit up and take notice. Not the one they all played, but the one that made a lot of people sit up and take notice. Yeah. Um, and it's also a brilliant game. Yeah, and it really helped, I think, that... I mean, we've talked a lot about how well... Sony generally handle these conversions, you know, and how they promote them to the to the PC. And one of the things that they stuck in on the PS5 version was the uh, 40 frames per second um, option yes. uh, to sync up with uh, with people who are playing mostly on TV. And then around the same time, well, actually a little bit before it, I think the the deck got the option to run stuff at 40 hertz as well mm. for 40 frames per second lock. And the difference between 30 and 40 is like night and day. It's crazy. It's it's like not just kind of, you know, a few bits better. It's tons better and much smoother with yeah. much less input lag. Uh, and that really helped with, like you say, with, with the, public, the publicity around um, Spider-Man on the PC and on the deck, particularly on the deck. And like you say, playing such a, a big, like big in terms of content and size, game on such a small device but is brand new and highly technical is kind of a bit revelatory you know and uh yeah yeah really really impressive stuff yeah oh yeah totally 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 um also so i just want to mention there was uh i forgot to mention back in june neon white came out 
Um, actually got its its uh, full release then. Um, I was kindly gifted that by by someone um, on the forum um, who wanted to support, but uh, but wanted to show other ways of supporting rather than just dropping some cash and stuff like that. So they uh, gifted me a copy of Neon White, which was really good. There's a reason I mentioned that being gifted a game because the next game that came out was Roller Drone. If I remember correctly, a certain someone gifted me that as well. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that could have been Stu. Oh, I had no idea. Some mystery person. But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, really good game, that. Good. Flawed again, you know. Yeah. Very ambitious, though. It's one of those things nobody, in their right mind at least, cares if somebody shoots for the stars and doesn't quite make it. It's the ambition and the, the challenge and the, the newness that is important and yeah okay so it was it was a little bit janky in terms of how things slotted together in a gameplay manner like fitting together all of the all of the rollerblading tricks with all the shooting and timing and and comboing was a little bit too much especially with the control scheme but you know there was a lot of good in there and it, it looked fabulous it's like my favorite looking game of the year i think yeah. in terms of aesthetic and yeah and very very it worthy nailed that 70s future look yeah yeah um even the uh the box art for it or the uh cover art is very much like you'd expect that in a 1970s sci-fi job yeah yeah absolutely like, uh, the, the way that they went through that retro futurism of, of you know oh that yeah that kind of brownie brownie beige orangey seventies colourful yeah kind of thing absolutely brilliantly done and very evocative so yeah yeah a really good release yeah. even if it wasn't a perfect game um, another perfect game well uh, moving on to a perfect game for Steam Deck because oh. it was a perfect game for the Vita it was a perfect game for the Switch it's just brilliant uh, more people need to play it Don't Die Mr. Robot came out on PC, got its PC release, and it's just absolutely outstanding. I was number one on the leaderboards for a very brief moment, spent a lot of time at number two. Uh, but it's absolutely brilliant. Play it, play it, play it, play it. It's basically pacifist mode from Geometry Wars, but expanded out. It's brilliant. Uh, Curse to Golf came out. Uh, the 2D golfing roguelike, absolutely brilliant. Midnight Fight Express came out, which was a... The only way I could describe it is a isometric John Wickham-up, I suppose, is what I would describe it as. Um, that came out. F1 Manager 22 came out, a bit disappointing. Um, now, my game, one of my absolute favourite games of all time, Immortality, came out. We're not even going to talk about that because you know how long I will go on about it, Stu. But, I do, yeah. But it also came out the same day as a game that surprised me at how much I enjoyed it. Um, and that was Tiny Kid, which was a indie take on the Pikmin genre. Um, and it was lovely. It was just it was just a nice wholesome game with lots of fun challenges that you know you could play on your own and have fun. You could play it with kids and have fun. Um, and just yeah, it was just absolutely adorable. Um, and it's probably the surprise of the year for me because I looked at it. I just went, oh, another one of these wannabe Pikmin games. It's going to be rubbish uh, because there's a lot more than you might think. By the way, that's not just me 
bit over the top. There's a quite a few more of those you might think, but this one really, really good. So if you get a chance, check that out. Um, nice. So that's now. That's through June. That's through July, um, and through August. We've got now. Um, in September, we had Railbound, good puzzle game. Um, not much else to say about that. The Zactronic Solitaire Collection came out. Um, if you thought Solitaire was easy, then just add a bit of Zactronics to it. Um, and all of a sudden, yeah, you get a really nice collection of obtuse uh, uh, Solitaire games that make you feel clever as fuck when you manage to beat one of them. Uh, absolutely adore that and again brilliant on deck um, could do with a couple of quality of life improvements that I think people are still learning about with when it comes to handheld on PC so maybe down the line um, and then a game I mentioned to you Stu which I said run absolutely terribly on deck but I like there's something about it I really really like and that's Trail Out which was the um, the uh, flat out style burnout mixture type game from a I think it's a I think they're a Ukrainian developer who's making this game. It's got really bad cheesy acting in it. Um the graphics are all over the place. The frame rate sucks but there's a charm to it and it's a game I want to see do really 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 well. It runs okay on a de decent beefy PC but it doesn't work well on Steam Deck maybe one day but it was the big surprise in September for me that I just thought it was a just a lovely enjoyable game uh for what it was and yeah that was that was really cool nice and early in September that one I love to see like new developers or small developers trying things even if they you know reach for the stars even if they don't quite hit definitely yeah it's always like we say it's it's what you want and you'll pluck so much out of that you know it'll it's one of those things that becomes either a cult classic or you just it fires you up ready for their next release it just keeps you interested in gaming you know it's what you want um yeah. and like you know on that topic like a couple of months before that you touched on teenage mutant ninja turtles shredders revenge which Again, one of my top uh, three of the year. Absolutely amazing beat 'em up. Um, really plays on agility and your ability to control the screen from one end to the other in a way that wasn't done by a, you know by Streets of Rage Four. So it has its own niche, which is great. Um, but then, yeah, I think mainly in in uh, late August and early September, that was kind of sort of all taken up with uh, Cyberpunk for me because. I put a hundred hours into that, and that again, that was because being able to play on Steam Deck, um, and so you know, it's finally, it was almost as if it was released in 2022 because it was that patch, that 106 patch, was like mm. the game that it should have been on release. So it was the point at which it was worth replaying or playing through for the first time, and it's just a fantastic game. It's the best of that rpg type action rpg kind of i'm not sure how to describe it really because because you know they they do their their own thing really but yeah absolutely brilliant i know there's still controversy around it and, and the way the studio operates but as a game absolutely just blew me away and 100 hours just flew by yeah oh no totally uh yeah you are right there's there is some controversy behind the studio <clears throat> um yeah, it comes to something where you would look at it and go, well, they should be the ones you really focus on because they are the worst, but they're not. They're not even in the top five. 
Yeah. Um, which is just shows why we concentrate so much more on Indies over Triple A on the whole. Um, now, September for me on the whole, actually. I didn't play any of these games that came out as much as I wanted to initially. Purely because I think I was like knee-deep in doing Spider-Man. Um, and completing Spider-Man through. Uh, but the Wandering Finish came out. It's one I backed on um, Kickstarter. And, you know, the little I've played of that is really good. Four Tales came out, which was really good. It's a deck-building adventure roguelike game that tells a story with each card you play. And it was a really interesting one. Trombone Champ came out, which was the meme game of the year, I, I suppose. Um, where you basically, it's a rhythm game where you play as a trombone, you use the analog stick to basically move up and down with the note. Um, the idea is you're not meant to be very good at it. Um, and that's the fun in yeah. the game. But um, it's, it's good. You know what? The little I played of that, I enjoyed. And I probably will go back to it at some point. Um, it, it's fine. Session got its 1.0 release. Um... And that's a brilliant skateboarding game. Uh, recommend that to anyone. Monkey Island, Return to Monkey Island came out. Um, I've played a little bit of that. I really need to get into that properly, but I want to make sure I can spend loads of time with it. Slime Rancher 2, hit early access. That's really good. Proteus came out. You played Proteus, didn't you? I did, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's yes. a really, really good boom shooter. It's uh, got great level design. You kind of get to the stage where you almost expect great retro graphics even though they're still hard to create you kind of mm. you know even somebody as you know such a veteran as myself take it for granted sometimes which is not fair so i kind of force myself to take the time and think yeah actually this is this is beautifully done and you know two things really jump out one is that you can play it uh in the build engine style so like you can where you have 2d sprites but with 3d backgrounds but it also has fully 3D, 3D models, and you can play the game with 3D backgrounds and 3D models if you want. So it's not like, oh, that you know, it's it's a it's just a throwback. You can play it as a modern game. And the second thing is the, the level design, which is really excellent. It's very much in the Doom style of it's a little puzzle box stacked on top of each other, and you've got to find keys and hidden routes and all of this and uh, crawl through different sections and sewages and all sorts like that and uh, yeah it's a really really fun game comparatively cheap and definitely worth picking up yeah i've got it now um, i just haven't got around to playing it yet and yeah it's one i do want to sit down and play at some point uh, but other stuff keeps getting in my way because hey why be a PC game if you're not going to have stuff just sitting in a backlog, eh? I know, eh? right? You've got to have at I least know. 200 games that you've not played. Just, otherwise, One day, right, the arse is going to completely fall out of video games, right? Because the arse is going to fall out of the world. And I know yeah. I've got 2,000 odd games available to me um, when that does happen. Um, so, you know. Uh, the digital, so I probably won't get them. But I was going to say... In my but... mind... <laughs> in my mind... Uh, if it starts to look like the arse is going to fall out of the world, I will get a big fuck-off hard drive um, and I will download everything. I think that's a sensible option. Yeah, sit um, in your little bunker, just playing on your yeah. Steam Deck, using car yeah. batteries to power it. But, yeah, I've got, you know, hey, that's backlogs for the future. <laughs> Still in September, Keener Bridge of Spirits came out. It's a game I got really cheap in a sale towards the end of the year, though, and I've just started 
beautiful game absolutely beautiful uh 3d adventure type thing don't know much about it because i've not got that far but looks good and all the reception of it seems good Domekeeper came out which is a, a roguelike um where you get a, basically a dome that's on a like you crash landed on an alien planet you get a dome over you've got to protect it from external things but you've got a mine to get the resources to do it and obviously the more being a rogue like the more you play the more you get longer term bonuses and upgrades that help you go further and do more and protect better and you die a lot and it's, it's a really good fun game a nice uh, uh distraction sometimes um and then sort of like moving to sort of like october and we're starting to slow down a bit i think um with, uh, you For know, sure, yeah. yeah, started to slow down now. Um, yeah, the Stereos came out, which was a an okay game that I just I, I want it to be better. It's three D fighting action. Yeah, I was expecting more. Stardius came out, which is a you know a city builder on a spaceship. Essentially, you've got to kind of bring the the, the spaceship back to life. Blah blah blah. Usual fare. Uh, the best Lego game came out. So Lego Brick Tales came out in October, which is not to be confused with Lego Builder's Journey, which is Lego, basically Lego Builder's Journey wanted to be Lego Brick Tales, despite coming out before it, but just wasn't. Yeah. Um, Lego Brick Tales is what I want from a Lego game. You've got the adventurous story, but then you've got, a proper Lego playset. Um, you can build bridge like like the base of it is you'll get this like dioramic level, and you need to build a bridge to get somewhere. And you can build that bridge, and you could do it as crude as you like, or go for this most aesthetically pleasing thing. As long as you can get over that bridge, you do it. But you build them in levels, and then you test them out. And it's it's, it's brilliant. It's what a Lego game should be. And you know the how I want Lego games. Like, I don't want to go back to like the Lego Star Wars style games. Now, they're, they're done for me. They're, they're in the past. This is the sort of thing I want to see from a Lego game, actually making use of the Lego properly where you do it. Um, and yeah, Lego Brick Tales is really good. Yeah, it's on my list. I played Builder's Journey and I thought it was really nice, but I wanted mm. more, you know, like you say. So yeah, yeah, I'll be getting that at some point without a doubt. And other than that, I didn't, didn't really touch a lot in in October. It was like, you know, scrubbling around for little bits and pieces, just short experiences. And yeah, I think it, until the Christmas period where I got a load of games that I'm going to talk about, that uh, it was kind of quiet. I'm only at the start of October, and I guarantee you, you played one of these games. Oh yeah, <laughs> because it came out in October technically. Um, Triangle Strategy, show no, but Triangle Strategy came out. Um, I got review code for that. And I think I spoke about it on the podcast. I really, really like it. I haven't got a clue what I'm doing. Um, but I do want to play it properly. I want to spend time with it and learn how to play it properly. I kind of fudge my way through what I managed to do, but it's really good. Um, a new PGA Tour uh, came out from the golf club people. Really good golf games. You know, it's. I don't know what else to say. Pixel Cup Soccer came out, which was a, a pretty decent retro video, uh, football game. Um, yeah. Not much else to say. It was just fun. 
Well, yeah, yeah. I we we talked about it briefly. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I got that as well, and it's really good in a lot of ways. I, my, my main complaint is that it's really bizarre that the players clump up around the person on the ball like they do in playground footy when you're a kid. Um, they don't spread out <laughs> anywhere near well enough. And, you know, that might be a feature rather than a bug, but it makes it less satisfying. And you can still, like, make a great... Uh, you can have a great game, a great match out of it and um, do some cool stuff and it's very simple but I think just that one little change of making the AI stand off you a little bit so your passing was more integral um, would have been a much better change to it but uh, yeah still good fun yeah yeah oh yeah it wasn't overly expensive it was just yeah it was just a good fun like pick up and play football game Um, Marvel Snap came out no one cares uh, shoot right. So Warhammer Forty Thousand Shooters Blood and Teeth, which is a uh, Metal Slug style game in the Warhammer Forty Thousand world with humor and cartoon graphics. Yeah, it's good. I just yeah. I I, I I think we spoke about this at the time. With this, I don't know another series as Warhammer 40,000 that is spread across so many genres. It's ridiculous. I know, right? They they really don't shy away from exploiting the IP. And, you know, yeah, it's a it's like a several several billion dollar company, so they can they can kind of afford to take risks. But the risks seem to pay off. They seem to be very commercially aware and they don't seem to misjudge their market very often when it comes to video games. I was I was about I was literally about to say, I mean well you what next? Are you gonna do a sports title? Oh wait, they have. In Blood Bowl. Exactly. Yeah, years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. but that's getting a third one later this year. Uh, early this year, actually. February sometime. Can't wait. Uh, the Lost Haven came out. It's a good um, 2D uh, Diablo-style game, is the best way to put it. Uh, Persona 5 Royale came out. Royal. I keep saying Royale. It's not Royale. It's Royal. That came out. Um, and I've said all I need to say about that. Sackboy came out. Um, that's a really good platformer. Um, probably already out on P- PlayStation. I don't know, but it came out on PC. Um, yeah, that was one of those. That, that came out on the PS4 and PS5, and the yeah. PC release was one of the the ones with terrible optimization and stutter. That is one of They've the main... They've updated it, though. It they has have. been updated. Yeah. And they enjoy it. It's a, it's a fun game. Yeah, no, I mean, I only say that to say this, which is that, you yeah. know, there were a lot of games like that this year on PC, which was disappointing. Yeah. But the Steam Deck kind of gets around that by creating its own shader cache each time it loads a game. So that's another reason why the Steam Deck's the best. Yes, it's the year of the deck. Uh, so will 2023 be. But yeah, I'm glad Sony have kept Sackboy alive because I, I, I absolutely love him as a mascot. Yeah. It shouldn't, he shouldn't have personality, but he does. Yes. It's great design, and um, yeah, ill-served by the controls in the original games, the little yes. big planet games. Uh, yeah. But uh, we have a sack boy here. Uh, I'm not getting rude or anything like that. We actually have a little uh, <laughs> plush sack boy, um, and he would often go on top of our Christmas tree. This year it was Pikachu, though. But yeah, sack boy would often go on top of our Christmas tree. Very um, cute. And 
Do you know what? This is one I can actually say it and mean it now. And this little known game, this tiny little game that came out of nowhere, sort of, and took the world by storm, came out in Vampire Survivors. <laughs> and we're not going to talk about it because we have done and we will do again. But just, it's brilliant. It, 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 it's just the archetypal, this, you don't need to have realistic graphics and spend billions and billions of, or millions of pounds on on deep story and, and cut scenes and 3D wells to make a great game. You can, don't get me wrong, uh, but it just goes, we're not the ones asking for these amazingly realised worlds. We just want good games. And Vampire Survivors, I think, will go down up there with the likes of your Tetris, your Space Invaders, um, your, your Lara Crofts, um, your Halos as one of the most important and greatest games of all time. Yep. Absolutely. Now, November, we are slowing down. Um, we got Against the Storm came out on November the 1st. Look, I'm, not, I'm just going to gloss over it. It's early access. It will be in my 2023 game of the year list but it's my game of the year for 2023 already i don't i don't whatever comes out it, I mean, this is when i declared immortality my game of the year in there okay whatever comes out has got to be special to beat this and i will talk more about this next week um okay. yeah wrc generations came out uh which is uh the final ready game from these particular developers before it goes over to ea um, and they went out with a bang. Absolutely brilliant, Randy game. A Little to the Left came out, which is just a quirky puzzle game of organisation. Absolutely brilliant. And then one you played, Stu, uh, but at Christmas time, or your birthday time, because it was a birthday or Christmas gift, whichever order you wanted that to be, Ludistis came out. Yay! Yeah. Did you like Ludistis? Oh, it's so good. Um so yeah, it's a it's a platformer very deliberately in the thirty two bit style of the kind of PS PS one Saturn and N sixty four era. Uh, it's got a lot of Mario and Sonic style in there, jumping on a lot of floating platforms in in full three D. So it's got bits of like everything really, you know, it's a Bubsy and uh, you know, well any of those kinds of things. Crash Bandicoot, but it's just really, really excellent. It's comparatively short, it's about four hours, maybe even less if you're actually good at games, like unlike myself. And you you can fail over and over again, and it's fine. You don't have lives, but it has a, a you know time markers, and the better that you do, the the better score you get, and stuff like that. And you have to collect stuff as well, which counts towards your score. So it's you know it's very much like Sonic in that in that way. Um, but it looks lovely. It's it's beautifully designed. The mm. the layout of the levels is really clever. There's some repetition a little bit, but not much. It's you know it's it's very very well done for such a small team. Um, and yeah, it was a total surprise. Came out of nowhere. Played that at Christmas. Some yeah very kind person gifted it to me, so I enjoyed that very much. But we have to remember. In November, God of War Ragnarok, um, which I'd forgotten because <laughs> I I played it for oh, I suppose in total about thirteen or fourteen hours, and I just gave up in the end. I'd I'd kind of had enough of what it was putting down, you know. I picked up, mm. I'd eaten enough of the rich banquet that it had placed before me, and I was stuffed. Um, 
and a lot of it was filler. It was like getting, you know, this great meal has got like lots of, well, you know, like the analogy for, for Horizon Forbidden West. There was all this food there, but in this case, most of it was rubbish. And the bits that you picked out were, were good, but you were forced to eat your way through, you know, two tons of unseasoned mashed potatoes as well. So, yeah, for me, a bit bland, a bit overlong, great core of a game, but not not enough of that. That was spread too thinly over too much bread, like they say in Lord of the Rings. That, yeah, uh, I forgot there's other systems by this point. <laughs> in my gaming life, it's like, oh, yeah, there are other systems out there. I forgot about them. Um, because, right, so Tactics Ogre came out, uh, which I've started playing. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, Flat Eye, which was a really good uh, e- economy resource manager set in a weird dystopian future where you run a garage, uh, like a petrol garage type convenience store. Really good. Uh, Needs some optimization in terms of um, accessibility, but it's good. Summerville, which is a game I really like, but run like absolute dog crap on the Steam Deck, so it still doesn't run well, uh, which is unfortunate, but it's a really good game. Zero Zyvert, um, obviously my game of all time because I got bribed with a box, which I then gave to a homeless person. That's uh, right. To keep warm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a survival game. Uh, really interesting. Uh, good premise. Uh, I enjoyed my time with it. Uh, I might, I'll probably go back to it at some point when I'm, you know, when I'm looking for something of that ilk to play. Oakenfold came out, which is a tactics based game. Really good. Uh, nice and simple to play. Uh, but it's, you know, gets more and more complex uh, in the vein of. Into the breach, I suppose, more than anything, but on a slightly bigger scale. Um, why well, have one Spider Man game where you can have two? Because Miles Morales hit PC as well. Um, I got that as a Christmas gift. I've not touched it yet. I will be touching it soon. Uh, RXC, Rally Cross Challenge, hit early access. That's a really good top down isometric racing Rally Cross game. Um, that he's still got work to be done to it, but highly recommend that to anyone who likes those sort of games. My disappointment of the year was Soccer Story. That came out. Um, just didn't like it. Found it bland, boring, obtuse. And yeah. Ugh. Um, and that was it for November. Yeah, well, that was it for me for November, although I think very early December is when I started playing Resident Evil Village. Um, so... That was a good one. Oh, it's not obviously released that this year, but the DLC that gave the third-person view, which is what I wanted to play it in, yeah. uh, came out. So, yeah, technically new. And, yeah, I really enjoyed playing it. it was, it's a very good game, very enjoyable. Not, I don't know, it, not in the top five of Resi games. Maybe not even in the top ten. Maybe in the top ten. But probably only just in, in, uh, in my list, at least. But still, that's a good, you know, you're talking about high level stuff here because there's some cracking games and yeah it's, it's just it's below good. Resi 6 yeah <laughs> never even played it <laughs> <laughs> Resi 6 is a good game just not a good Resi game I will eventually play it definitely yeah. oh you've got to if you're a Resi fan you've got to I will I promise you uh, so into December the end of the year um, but we're not done with absolute bangers either so Marvel's Mid... I played two AAA games, by the way. In, oh, my uh, God. Uh, 
actually, the second one, you can tell me if it counts as AAA or not. Um, and you'll find out why in a minute. So, first one, the first game I played was Midnight Suns. Marvel's Midnight Suns, which is a uh, tactics game in the ilk of XCOM, etc, etc, etc. But with a Marvel superhero aesthetic, really good. I'm still playing through that slowly but surely. Dwarf Fortress came out. I haven't got a clue what I'm doing. But, yeah, it's out and I, I'm enamoured with it. I really like it, but I haven't got a clue what I'm doing. Um, I don't think I ever will, but I like playing it. Um, so, Lydal or Aldi or Edel. Uh, so, Togus. We still haven't worked out how to say this yet. No one's corrected me. To Togs. <laughs> Togs. I really don't Togies. know. It's a mystery. Nope. I know. Uh, that's a game in and of itself. That came out, and honestly, it's really, really, really good. Uh, open world puzzle platformer you, you kind of do things and stuff and get blocks and build blocks to make bridges and get to places and get to places you couldn't do before and it's just yeah, a really really good game um and i highly recommend it and if you know what it's called please send me a voice recording of what it's actually called so i can understand it um ixion came out and i spoke about this and just went the idea is good but um it lent its name to the title of one of our podcasts that that a like, couple of weeks back, um, juggling with one hand or juggling with one ball. Sorry, because yeah, yeah. we said that's what it, the game is. It's like it teaches you how to juggle a ball, and then goes these fifteen of them off you go. And yeah, it's I, I tried again. I still yeah, it's not it's not fun. Unfortunately, the prize is good. The presentation's good. It's just not fun. Um, yeah. Then Wavetail came out. Um, that is absolutely sublime. Absolutely love that. Everyone should give that a go. You can finish it in a few hours um, and it's well worth it. Now, is this AAA? Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Ooh, a uh, good question. Now, it's from, from a AAA publisher. That is for sure, but it's a second tier game. I think it's A2.5. Yeah. It's just short in it. It's between double A and triple A in it. Yeah. Um, it's you know I, I think undervalued, underappreciated on the PSP release, but it's still from a massive developer. Um, yes. Really enjoyed it, by the way. Really, really, really enjoyed Crisis Core, and uh, my my plan is to make this the first game I complete of 2023. So I plan on completing 12 full games in 2023, and. River City Girls came out uh, too. Really enjoyed that. Um, and one did come out I got review code for, but I've only just been able to get a hold of it properly. Um, and I've not tried it. It's Lil Gator game. And I will let you know more about that in the future. And finally, um, do you remember in 2021, I played a game called The Ramp? No. Oh, yes. Because right. it was a coffee game. It was our first yes. cup of coffee game. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yep. So the developer of that has made a game called The Block, which is a city builder with no goals, no end game, nothing. You could just choose a block that could be a 3x3 three three grid, 4x4 four four grid, a 5x5 five five grid, I can't remember what it goes up to, and you just plop things down in it on that little block, and it's basically a tiny little city builder um, that you play for... Five minutes if you want, quarter of an hour, put it down, maybe come back to it another time. 
Um, it's just, yeah, it does exactly what the ramp does in that brilliant way. £2.9p. Um, so, yeah, another coffee cup game, cup of coffee game. It's brilliant. Um, so, you know what? Get that and the ramp um, for the price of a coffee and a cake. Nice. Nice. And for me, the, the last game of the year uh, is a game that I'm still playing now and that I got for Christmas and that came out in July and is a AAA game. So, why did I not pick it up in July? Well, lots of reasons, but that game is Xenoblade Chronicles 3 on mm, the Switch. Okay. Yes. And I, it took a while for me to get interested in it, but there were certain reactions from certain people who I trust which was saying that it was really excellent. So I thought, okay, well, I'll put it on the Christmas list, see what happens. And yes, I got it. And it's a cracker. It's really good. It's got it's that... It's a cracker. <laughs> You've got to do it properly, show. Come on! Yeah, again, for the kids, you know, to relate to the, uh, yeah. to the youth. Um, <laughs> right, what was it? It's a, it's a... What sort of game is it? It's a... So it's like a um, an action RPG again, but it's more in the style of... Final Fantasy Twelve, I would say, um, and the you know if you've played the first game on the Wii, Xenoblade Chronicles, which came out in about 2010, I think something like that. Um, so it's a futuristic sci-fi, but fantasy also kind of a game where there are mechs, but there are swords and all that kind of caper. It's very, it's very futuristic. It's very JRPG. It's very Japanese superhero styled as well in places. Um, but what sets it aside is it's got a really interesting story and it's about um, hard to say without really spoiling it but it's about youth and about exploitation not in the nasty you know sexual way uh, or even physical not in the Jay Maxwell way no no we're not in that kind of territory but more there's of- no pedo princes about at all no <laughs> for once no but um, yeah, no, it's it's more to do with it, it, like how war and aggression exploits youth, and it's very yeah. very nicely done and clever, beautifully localized. So you know, people who aren't uh, who aren't English and British might be a bit kind of like, what does that mean? Because there's a lot of English colloquialisms in it. But I, you know, obviously that works for me. But it's traditionally gameplay wise a JRPG, and it's yeah, it's it's really good. I've been enjoying that very, very much. So yeah, that was the game that's capped off the year for me. Yeah, it's, it's um, I've tried so many times to get into it, um, and just haven't been able to. Um, but I want to. So I, I don't know. It's um, it's interesting. It's an interesting game, and I'm glad people enjoy it. And I get the appeal, but it's just not one I've ever been able to find my way into enjoying unfortunately nope fair enough no worries uh, but yeah no it's, it's a really good I think mix of games have come out this year I mean a good mix of games comes out every year in all fairness um, what I do just want to point out though I have been playing a lot of 360 based races over the past week um, I've been sort of gunning it on pure split second uh, blur and also uh, I'm going to take the part of the name out but unbounded as well because the game deserved better it didn't deserve to get the Ridge Racer title because it wasn't a Ridge Racer game it was just a very very good arcade racer 
but yeah, Ridge Racer Unbounded. I really enjoyed that. More people should play that. You can get it for like pennies on Steam. And it plays well on Steam Deck. So there you go. Yeah, no, I bought that in the Steam sale and a bunch of other stuff. I've quickly had a go. Seems very good. We'll put more on it. Um, and I also bought a ton of VR stuff in the in the sale as well, including uh, Hubris, which is uh, quite a big release. So I'm looking forward to put. I've had a quick go again. Seems good. Need to put more time on it. But uh, yeah, went a little bit crazy in the Steam sale and still only paid about twenty quid. So that's not bad going. Fair enough. And I know you love it when I do this to you, Stu. Right, we're going to finish ah, off. Ah, crap. Here we go. And I, what, do you know when I just throw something at you, you don't have time to prepare? Go on. <laughs> what you mean, like every right. week? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So as I said, I know you love this, right? It's the first one of the year, right? I want you. Uh, what's your out there gaming prediction for 2023? Oh. Um, oh. And keep it lighthearted. We're not sort of like, are they going to finally bring down Bobby Kotick or anything like that because we want to keep it light-hearted for this one. It's a light-hearted episode. So, I think Starfield, if it comes out, will be underwhelming, maybe. I think people will be like, why is this taking so long? It's pretty, but it's not that different, maybe. Which isn't a very positive thing to say. I think they'll announce the Sonic Frontiers 2. Uh, even though it's going to be like three years away, um, but it's rubbish apparently. Why? Well, yeah, that doesn't stop them, does it? No. Uh, in terms of out there, oh, I tell you what, I would love it if they shadow dropped Metroid Prime Four. That would be absolutely amazing. I'd I'd be happy with a gameplay trailer. Well, yeah, <laughs> just, just something um, other than a logo. See, I'm going for, right, Steam Deck-centric, or Steam-centric. One, I think by, in time for the holidays next year, Steam Deck hits retail stores in America and the UK, at least, um, yeah, with a big yeah. push. Yeah. Um, Steam Controller 2 comes out. Um, which is designed more around the Steam Deck controls rather than the original Steam controller controls. And I think we get Linux support for Game Pass native installation. Oh. Yeah, well, I really hope that last one definitely happens because that would be really good. Yes. Yeah, that's really As good needed. as streaming is, as good as streaming is, there's a couple of games where I go, just, I, want, I want to have it just native still. Ah, uh, so well. I kind of, yeah. I forget. Or oh, allow me a way, allow me a way with Game Pass to actually have the individually streamed games as games in my Steam library. That will do. Yeah, well, yes. But, you know, I think yeah. if they, they release an app for, yeah, a Linux-based app for Game Pass on that would be that'd be so good because I have a salutary lesson about that. I started playing Persona Five Royal on the deck via Game Pass, and I had to leave it for something. I can't remember what something in normal human life cropped up, and of course it logged me out. It, I was away for too long for it, and it logged me out, and I hadn't saved, and I lost about oh. an hour and a half of oh. of gameplay. And I, I love Persona, but going back and repeating an hour and a half worth of gameplay is not where it's at. No, 
No. So I resolved, I bought it at that point. I was like, sod this, buying it. Um, and then, yeah, there it was It was all right. And I could just skip through all the cutscenes, and, uh, you know, it took me about five minutes to get back to where I was. But yeah, so it's, it, <clears throat> yeah, uh, an app for, for the game, for the Steam Deck is really needed. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, just a way to make Game Pass more accessible. Um, I mean, again, I think the Steam Deck's blindsided everyone, in, in like like the other the other platform holders. Um, and you know, it's it's barely six months old. So what was it? What did we say? May came out in April. I think the first drop was it. Oh, May. May. It was. Yeah, I was part of that. Not the first week. I think I got mine like that second little batch. Um, so you know, it's what it's seven months old. Um. So yeah, yeah it's, you know, I think it's easy to forget it's still in its infancy. Yeah, it is. And yeah, it's but yeah, I I think we get a retail release. I think we get Steam Controller two, and I, I say I'm hoping some kind of better integration with Game Pass. That that that's my big hope with it. Um, because yeah, aside from that, it's brilliant. It's been the year of the deck. Twenty twenty three is going to be the year of the deck. Um, and I can't wait to see the influence it actually has on Nintendo and stuff like that moving forward because usually they're the innovators. Um, it's not often they're the ones playing catch up on innovation. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, but that's it. Um, not to end 2022. We start in 2023 with the end of 2022 or all of 2022. There you go. All of 2022, all the important moments of 2022 in one podcast. And not a mention of a Harry or a Meghan. Um, <laughs> so before rude. we go down another route, I'll shut up now. <laughs> you just ruined that for yourself. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no mention at all of Harry and Meghan. Oh God, that's two. But yeah, so <laughs> hopefully everybody had a, a decent Christmas period. It can be a struggle, as I've mentioned before. So if you need to reach out, please do. We're on Discord. Happy to chat about any subject that you want to talk about at all. Follow us on all the socials. And until next time, stay safe and stay sane.